welcome back to Peek Inside the Panic Room. And we've got a very special episode today. And with me inside the Panic Room is Alona Taremi, Executive Director, Franchise Owner, B&I Gold Coast Tweed. How Woo-hoo. are you? I'm yes. good, Matt. How are you? Very, very good. It was interesting when we were thinking about who could we get in the Panic Room to, to really kickstart the the show again. Well, it was easy. It was oh, an I'm easy. So honoured. Yeah. I'm so honoured. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And I am too. Thanks so much for. I know you're a very, very busy lady. That's all right. Yeah. That's what I do. What I love at the moment, so yeah. makes it easy. Never work a day in your life, then. Never work. Yeah. yeah. So look, wife, mother, lawyer, business owner, blinds and awnings, <laughs> corporate networking. <laughs> it sounds way too much for one person. I um. Well, I I do like to keep busy. And as you know, it's always that fine line. And, uh, you know, I think things have just evolved over time. I think everyone experiences that as well. Things just evolve and opportunities come your way. And and um, sometimes you just got to go for it. So Yeah, there's the old adage of just say yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people have that, have that belief. I, I'm a little, I think. I, I'm starting to learn that just say yes and just deal with it. But I also think I also think the universe has a way of providing a little pathway for you, and I look back on how things you know have evolved over the last twenty years or so, and I think I actually believe that I'm in the Gold Coast doing what I was meant to be doing, and um, it's really interesting when you have a little bit of hindsight and you look back at all the steps that got you here and. And you think, wow, I, I meant to do this. I really believe that. It's interesting because if you went, if you go back to 1996 and you start as a corporate lawyer, you couldn't have thought that, geez, 35 years later. There is no chance I would have ever predicted this. Yeah. You know, when I was back as an in-house corporate lawyer, and that, and that was my dream. That was always my goal. When that I was, was going to be a question because it, it, for most people, it has to be a dream to become a lawyer because it's full on, right? Well, the, the dream wasn't actually to be a lawyer. The lawyer came from my uncle uh, is a lawyer and um, my mum persuaded me that it was a great idea. And at that time, it was a good idea because guess what? I really didn't have any other solid ideas as to what I was going to do. Um, so I thought, well, he's doing law, you know, it sounds very, <laughs> sounds very exciting mm. and, and, and very, sati- you know, prestigious, I'll do law as well. And, and, you know, we, um, but I knew pretty much straight away exactly what area of law that I wanted to practice in. It was always commercial corporate. Yeah. And what drew you to there? What drew me there? I think the business side of it the trying to understand the businesses. Mm. And I actually started off in a different area of law, but I always had in mind that I wanted to progress to commercial corporate. And so I just took stepping stones along that way. And the opportunities that I did look for were always sort of gearing me there. And eventually, you know, I got there and then spent a lot of time in the in-house, some of the big brands. Well, you know, companies like IAG and Coles Meyer, they're not small places. That's right. Yeah. But so a lot of experience. It gave me a lot of experience. Probably a, a lot more of the strategic experience because when you're working as an in-house lawyer versus um, a, a lawyer in private practice, you're dealing with you're dealing with business people. So you're dealing with the marketers in Cosmire or the marketers in IAG. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with the HR consultants. And these are the people you're dealing with every day. So I feel looking back that they gave me a lot of my business knowledge. And that was a bit that I actually started to get more excited about. And it was great at the time because I was getting excited about the business side and I could plug in the legal solutions to it. And that's what I really loved. I loved then finding through the law ways to do what they wanted to do legally. Obviously, yeah. we find those strategic outcomes. And that was that was a lot of fun. And... Um, one one day, um, I called a mentor of mine, and I think mentoring is really important, and I called a mentor of mine, I said, look, I've been offered this new opportunity, and what do you think? And it was actually uh, in a private practice firm, but as a BDM, right? Because for me, it was something different, and again, I was really starting to like the business side of things, and I thought, well, I could actually 
grow this business because I had developed a lot of marketing experience just through the people I was working with every day. And he said, you know what, it's, it sounds okay, but I've got a better opportunity for you. <laughs> I've only just called you, I haven't spoken to you in ages, what opportunity could you possibly have for me? He said, well, and I'd known this person for about 20 years, and he said, well, I've actu- I'm actually looking at starting my own law firm. And, um, you know, we've worked together for a long time, and I know you've been, you know, in other roles as well. But, you know, I'm good at this and I know you're good at people and I know you're good at looking after things in general. Um, I need a business partner. What do you think? And it completely threw me because I was never expecting it. And I said, <laughs> I have to get back to you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's not a decision you make that on the snap. That one completely threw me. Yeah. So I did, <laughs> I did need to think about that one. So yeah. I phoned my husband and I said, oh, my gosh, this is what's happened. What do you think? And, you know, a lot of people think that I'm the risk taker, but I'm not. I'm actually really conservative. He's actually the risk taker. And he said, why not? He said, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that can happen is you go back and get a job. Yeah. Right? So (laughs) I phoned my mentor back. I said, okay, let's do it. What do I need to do? Yeah, what's next? (laughs) He said, well, we need some money. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) There's always a hurdle. (laughs) Minor detail, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I find my husband, right, how are we going to get this money? <laughs> wow. So there's ways, you know, when you're still employed, uh, there's ways of getting money from the bank. I won't go into all the details yeah, of, course. of that. Well, you, would, you know, being a lawyer <laughs> definitely helps to know the ins and outs. <laughs> Look, so we then started a law firm ourselves in Sydney CBD from folders, paper, pen, uh, he had quite a strong uh, client following, so yeah, that wow. gave me a lot of comfort. But I had to start from scratch because I'd been working predominantly as an in-house lawyer. So I didn't have any clients that would were going to follow me anywhere. Yeah. So I had to start from scratch. So, you know, I was, I was obviously back then <laughs> right into my networking. Yeah. That's how networking all started for me because I had a new law firm, no client following, and had to go out there and get some clients in the areas that I wanted to practice in. Mm. So out there networking, and two years later, uh, after networking every possible place that I could find, um, met a lady who told me about BNA. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> another lawyer, another lawyer told me about BNA. I had a coffee with her and she said, Elena, have you heard about BNA? Because with her and I had met out at other networking uh, events, yeah, and and that's pretty much how B and I started for me. So how long has that been? That was twelve years ago now. Wow! So, so you started way on the other side of the foot, I where it was just like you, just a, a regular Joe, I just rocked as up a and said help, like well, everyone of us do. Well, I actually didn't see an established practice for a, a established chapter for a while, uh, because. In commercial law in Sydney CBD, the vacancies are quite oh, rare. Of course, yeah. And I, I didn't find a vacancy. But what I did find the day that I looked up on the website, looking at B&I, thinking Business Network International, oh my gosh, where have I been? Yeah. <laughs> have I been hiding under a rock? Yeah. <laughs> and it said, new group starting, we want, and they listed a whole range of businesses and one of them was a lawyer. I went, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm in. Yeah. I found a group. So I got started through a startup group and worked with that small team of five and the launch director to create our own chapter. And that's that's how I got started in BNI. It's not that I could find a vacancy. It, that, I guess from with the role you are now, and, and it's funny because I think that the fact that you've been able to, I guess, wear every hat, you know, you've started a chapter. You've been involved from the start. You've had to grow that chapter. So for you now, it's just you've lived it. So I've when people when it. people go, this is too hard, you go, please, <laughs> I've been there, right? I know what it's like. Well, I think you'll find that the franchise owners uh, now all have been former members. And I think that's r- that makes it very relevant and yeah. very real. Yeah. I think that's really important. And um, I'm very, very proud of what I do, very passionate about what I do. Yeah. But there you go. So that was stepping stone number one. Yeah. 
And uh, so that was um, a couple of years in Sydney before uh, before my husband convinced me to move to the Gold Coast. Right, uh, another <laughs> husband convincing their wife. Sounds See like my story. <laughs> <laughs> the risk taker. <laughs> the risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, So what was the reason for the move? Oh, look, as you know, law can be very taxing. Yeah. And my husband uh, was also in logistics at that time, and, and logistics is big hours as well. Yeah. And we had a, a young child, and I was also uh, – I just had my second child as well. And my, my, my daughter, my eldest, was pretty much raised by my mum yeah. because I was at work all the time. Yeah. And I actually didn't want that – the second time around, it, it did start that way as well. So my mum and nanny uh, did start to look after Levi, definitely in the first year. And I came home one day and he'd only just started walking. And uh, as I came home to greet him, he he ran up to the nanny. Oh. And it was the day that broke me. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do this a second time around. There's got to be a better way. It's got to be a different way. And we used to actually, we used to come on holidays to the Gold Coast all the time because Michael's family is from Brisbane. So when we would come up for Christmas, we would always stay on the Gold Coast rather than stay in Brisbane. Smart move. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I used to love it here. Like every time we were up here, I just go, I just love it. I love the weather. I'm a beach girl. And he said, you know, we could could live here. I go, what would I do? And it's funny, I actually never wanted to be a lawyer beyond 40. I don't know why I always had in my head that I wanted to do something else. Um, but law law sticks to you, you know, it sticks to you a lot. Of course. It becomes part, a very big part of your identity. Well, it's a huge commitment to become a lawyer. Yes. So yes. it's a time Study commitment. So it's yeah. like, well, am I going to turn my back on that? That's it's right. lost years. That's right. So anyway, the day that I was broken <laughs> by my son running away from me, uh, was the day that I said to my husband, you know what, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So uh, I sold my law firm back to my business partner and we looked for a business to buy up in the Gold Coast and found a window furnishings business and a business that we knew nothing about. But we figured, you know what, we actually need, you know, we've, I've dealt with people, I've managed, you know, a, a law firm, a team of employees, so I know how to deal with people we have to manage money in, in the business. I know how to manage money. I knew how to market, obviously, from um, not only the law firm, from but from my in-house days. I learned a lot. I've learned so much. And I thought time, learn how to manage your time is a really big one. I know how to do all those things. I know how to look at time, how to manage people, how to manage money, and how to market. And I thought, it's okay. We, we'll just learn the product side of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of people they forget that r- running a business essentially regardless of the product is the same skill set. Mm-hmm. The product is the only thing that's different. So if all you've got to learn is product knowledge, that's right. I think then that's not that big a hurdle that's because right. that's a learned skill anyway. So but th- it's the other stuff, it's all the administration, it's all how to run a business that's the scary part. That's right. And if you've got that skill set, well, that, I think that can transform into any industry. That's right. And I think I, I, I like to think I've got a really inquisitive mind. I ask a lot of questions. I've got, you know, I've always had a really curious mind. So asking a lot of questions, doing a lot of research, obviously, again, that might be the law background as well kicking in. Um, and we also bought the business with two very experienced sales reps uh, already as part of the business, been with the business for a long, long time. So they became basically our trainers, but that gave us a lot of comfort as well. So they, they taught us, you know, basically the window furnishings business. So when we moved here <laughs> and we'd started already, you know, running the business, I thought, I know exactly what to do with this business. I'm going to put it into B&I. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. So I became a member again. <laughs> yeah. And... um. And continue to grow the business uh, through my chapter. It's funny though, like I was a bit the same. So when I had started a previous business that I was in with office furniture and I remember that a guy that I was dealing with that I was helping run a, uh, a not-for-profit charity but I was, uh, had just started to, to do the, the office furniture and he said to me, 
I was in Sydney seeing him. I was on the Gold Coast and, and, he, and I was doing some business in Sydney and he said to me, why don't you come to this meeting with me? And I was like, oh, okay, what's this? So we were at, uh, in Sydney and it was at Circular Quay. We are in one of the old law buildings in Circular Quay in an old... Nice. Uh, it was a beautiful old building and, and, and I didn't know what it was and I get there and it was B&I and I was like, oh, I've never heard of this before and, and so <laughs> it was a bit similar to you where it's like I got in this room and I was like, oh, geez. So when I got up on the Gold Coast, I got back home and I go, I've just got a, I've got a ring. So I, I looked around and I'm at Eleanor and I saw there was a chapter at Palm Beach. I'm Did like, perfect. You? Oh, I so didn't I just know that. I just I just rang. Uh, I just actually booked myself as a visitor and went on my own. And then it was quite funny. I, and now that I've been in for four years, it was I laugh about it because when I said, Oh, I who invi- who invited you? I said, Oh look, I invited myself and then about six people put their hand up and go, Oh no, I invited <laughs> him, I invited him. <laughs> so now I get that joke. Right? So now I get that joke. But I didn't know that. I didn't so know. it's 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 interesting that I didn't know anything about it. And and after I had joined, then my brother, who's in Sydney and he w- he's in um, property maintenance, said to me, "Oh, yeah, I've been in being off two years." And I go, "Well, he never, never mentioned it. it. He never right. mentioned it." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough." And then I say th- I say to a lot of people now is that if you're going to start a business, th- I think the first thing you do is find a find a B and I chapter. Just get in and just do it. I think it's the it's it's, I think it's business one hundred and one. It's business one hundred and one. I think it's, it really is. You know, our founder, uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner, actually believes it's something. Well, not necessarily B and I, but certainly from a teaching network, teaching networking point of view, he believes that that's something that should be covered at universities. So, you know, as students, when we're studying, whether it's for a law degree or something else, we're taught our technical skills. And if we want to go into business, we know our technical skills, but we actually don't know how to run a business. And and there are other elements to that, but also having a network around you in business is a really big part of being successful in business. So he feels that we should really be looking at helping students, especially in those final years who may want to go into business straight away, to actually help them understand how important it is to build a network around you. Which I which I really like, um, so I'm a big fan of that. So it's it's an area that you know we we really need to look at. Yeah, I th- I think it's funny because you can very you know, there's a lot of jokes that get bandied around, right? And you would hear them all, I'm sure, about you know, oh, oh it's a bit of a cult, or it's you know, drink the Kool Aid, all this <laughs> kind of stuff, right? And and you know what, like it, it's quite funny because it's it's so far from that. It really is. Like I know there are certain you know the power of one. You got to do the you got to do your things, t- t- which is going to help you achieve your goals, but Really, for me, I, I look. I go every Thursday morning, and it's mental health for me. It really is. It's you with you with business owners that are in the same position as you are, uh, on different. We're all on the same journey, but we're on different ports of that journey. But you can go to any of them, and and they're going to help you. And I think that's what I like about it. It's it's. And even my wife said, "Well, um, you know, why do you do it? You know, why do you do it?" And I go, "Well, I do it because I've got a comfort of knowing that there's thirty people that I can go to for help." They'll you know, have your back. They'll have my back, and they will. And and you know, I've got I forged some really uh, long relation, like long term relationships, and actually got some friends out of it now, like proper friends. Correct. Uh, and I've had amazing business opportunities. We're sitting in a room doing stuff through a BNI business opportunity, and it's it, it's a stuff that I would never have been able to do without taking that first step. And that's the stuff that is really you know. The intangibles is very hard to promote. It, the tangibles, th- what we do is referral generation. Yeah. Right? That's the given. The intangibles is the thing that you don't believe until you experience yeah. it. Yeah. And there are so many of those intangible stories. And I think that's that's really special. Yeah. Uh, that's the stuff that we can't sell. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think that's the thing that... Actually, to be perfectly honest, it's it's all intangibles for me. It's like I think that the the business stuff looks after itself, but for right. me, it's the other stuff that it offers that you can't put on a postcard, you can't put on the marketing, you can't do that because you can't sell that stuff. You can't sell. You, it. you can only experience it. That's so right. I think that, and unless you're willing, people are willing to take that leap to go. Well, yeah, because it's uncomfortable. Like I'm going to be honest, still four years in, there's some times where I'm uncomfortable. No, and and the thing is, right, is that. I just had the most uncomfortable night of my life in the history of my life. I'm 47. I'm 48 this year. I was invited to a girl that worked for me. At a, a, I had a video shop. And she was a, a staff member of mine. 
about six years, and we became quite close, and she got married. She lives in Canberra, and my wife couldn't come with me to the wedding. And <laughs> I had to go to Canberra because, you know, I love this girl. She's like Absolutely. a daughter to me, right? Yes. So I, I, drove, I, I flew down, went to Canberra, booked my hotel, got my car, drove to the wedding. I didn't know one person at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Not one. I, actually, that's not true. I knew four people. I knew the, wa- the I knew six, sorry. I knew the bride, the husband, her two sisters, her mum and her nan, all of whom were involved in the wedding. Yes. So I'm, I'm quite clearly the largest shag on a rock that you've ever seen. And you can't miss me. I'm six <laughs> foot four. Like, I cannot be missed. So I can't just hide in the group, right? I'm going to stand out. So I'm sure people look at me going, who's that Muppet? <laughs> that single Muppet there, right? So it was quite, it was okay. But I, I actually drew on some experience that I had gleaned through networking from a business perspective. I thought, oh, well, stuff it. I'm just going to have to dive in a little bit. So I did. And I, and I talked to a, a half a dozen people and sort of killed some time. But... If I hadn't have done that, I think I would have watched the ceremony. I would have gone, okay, I put my little thing in the wishing well and gone, give the bride a kiss and gone, I'm out of here. But I made it to 8.45. Right, It was a 3.30 wedding. So I made it to 8.45, 845, which on my own with no one. See, when I told that story, I told it to uh, a friend of mine. He assumed Megan, my wife, was with me. Mm. And I go, no, no, no. (laughs) You were on your own. I was on my own. (laughs) I did not know anyone. And then to make matters worse, I found a really good spot to sit. It was in some shade. It was a really nice spot to sit. And then some people come over and goes, oh, can we take these chairs because the bridal party don't have anywhere to sit. (laughs) So then I had nowhere to sit. So here I am standing. like. So once the dancing started and and the party started to start, I was like, uh, exit stage left. (laughs) (laughs) I've done my bit now. Oh, it's good being uncomfortable oh, it was a little bit. Oh, no, 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 uh, Alona. <laughs> this was the epitome of uncomfortable. If you look up uncomfortable in the dictionary, there would have been a picture of me at this wedding. It was awful. And I love I love you, Penny. If you, I know you'll, oh, you'll probably never listen. I love you, Penny. You're a, you're a dream and you look beautiful, but my God, you don't understand what I was going through. Do you know, a lot of, a lot of people have that uncomfort even before they walk into any yeah. networking event they go to. Yeah. And a lot of people don't go networking for that reason. 100%. And wherever that may be, you know, um, it's interesting, you know, meeting strangers is, you know, or or public speaking, as we know, massive fears. And I think, yeah, I think we need to, as a community, as a business community, we need to make sure that no one feels that uncomfortable well, well, there's that saying, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. And and I'm not sure that I prescribe to that, but I prescribe to be uncomfortable to become comfortable. Correct. So I think that, and it was funny, like, we just had an excellent president finish today in our chapter, Krista, who uh, at the start of her campaign, she was a nervous wreck. <laughs> and and it was like, no, 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 you'll be, you'll be great. And you could tell that public speaking is not her go. She was not great in front of the crowd. But by three months in, it's like old hat. And by today, <laughs> she was just running the meeting. Just, Obviously, oh, there's I don't a know sense if I want to give this up well, anymore. I, I don't know if she ever said that, but <laughs> <laughs> let's not go too far. But but it's that thing where you do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone to, to become comfortable. And and for me, I don't think I'd be doing what I was doing today if I wasn't getting up every week for 45 seconds and doing a uh, three or four times a year doing a 10-minute presentation. And, and I'm quite comfortable speaking in public, but to go to that next step, and there's people that come through that, that are incredible at it. You know, there's people that I've seen that, that you know are going to be successful because they just own the room. Well, it, I think it takes all types, and I think yeah. diversity is, you know, very, very important. And I think the diversity is what really makes a chapter, that the chapter dynamics uh, mm. really work because of the mix of people and it keeps it interesting but I just think it keeps that learning there and I think as well if we look at maybe if we start to predict for ourselves in the next 10 years where are all our uncomfortable moments going to take us Mm. that would probably be an interesting analysis Mm. because certainly probably you and I have both had a lot of uncomfortable moments over the last 10 and 20 years and uh, that's where I think that's where it's taken us now because we did, 
we did get uncomfortable Absolutely. at points. So you, we've spoken about your journey into BNI, but that's just as a you know just a regular schmo remember. like us that sit at the back of the <laughs> room. A remember, schmo. just a regular schmo. Pay your money, a client, turn up, you know, take the, make the benefits. <laughs> client. Client. So then, but you've now become a franchisee and you've taken over from a, a very successful BNI uh, guy, Frederick Marcoux, and that must have been an interesting step for you. So, how did you? make that transition well frederick's our national director so my master franchisor so he uh acquired the region i think just after i'd moved to the gold coast and uh, i found out that he you know was probably looking to um sell it in a couple of years um because obviously his his national gig is is really his focus and um he had booked to come and have a one-to-one with me i was actually uh on the regional team at that time as an ambassador and he booked to have a one-to-one with me and I said to my husband, <laughs> Friedrich's coming to have a one-to-one in, in the showroom, right, in the window furnishings. So um, anyway, long story short, it, my husband says to me, well, I think, I think we should buy it. <laughs> God, he's. I, I like him. You like him. I like him. You see the Michael's, theme here. Michael's got. He's got big cojones, Everyone right? Thinks it's me. It's not. <laughs> but maybe we've got this all wrong here. <laughs> You've got it all wrong. He's the dreamer, and I just. I guess I just yeah. make stuff happen, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You're the action. He's the dreamer. Well, you're the action. I like to think. I like to think. I. I do okay on implementing. Yeah, of course. Ideas, of course. <laughs> So <laughs> I said, darling, <laughs> I said, we've only just bought a business. Where's this money going to come from? <laughs> There's this other theme about getting extra money. <laughs> we found it before. We found it again, darling. It's all good. Semantics. <laughs> Minor details. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had to ask the bank for a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, didn't think they would say yes. And um, <laughs> they did. But they were in the good old days where the banks would just yes. could gi- would give you the money. Yes. It might be a different story today. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But, but, but back hopefully in the I had a good track record as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. Yeah. And um, so, uh, look, Frederick, you know, it's all about building relationships. As you know, it's one of our core values. And um, luckily, Frederick liked me. Well, I think he still does, yeah. Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, um, yeah, eventually, um, I guess, yeah, things worked out. Yeah. And, um, so how was that, though? So that must have been pretty daunting. Now, because at the moment, there's 17 chapters, over 500 members on the Gold Coast. Now, you've grown that, but there's still a lot of chapters, a lot of people. That must have been daunting to just really ensure you're an ambassador. So you were a, a step up, so you were dealing with a, a few chapters, or, or but not the whole box and dice where it begins and ends with you. So that must have been interesting. Well, it was. And all of a sudden I had to change my hat from a member hat to a not a member hat. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go from the being the client to being the the owner. Yeah. And But I also, you know, don't forget, this was only about three, four years of us being residents of the Gold Coast. So honestly, I f- I felt at times that, you know, I wasn't a real local. Yeah. But a lot of people told me, "Don't worry, Lynn. There, you really aren't too many. There aren't locals. too many locals." But no. you know, that was still an important thing to me, because I was dealing with local business owners, and I felt like I really had to work hard on developing my credibility, and also giving you know people assurance that I would be around for a long time. Yeah. And that was, yeah, they were things that I worked really hard on. But I also look back on how, you know, obviously I've moved to a a location where I knew no one. Moving to the Gold Coast, I knew no one. And I I look back on how BNI actually helped me become involved in the business community and the community in general, you know, through the children and school and, and other elements. But I really worked hard on developing my credibility as a local business owner, because we did have a local business. Sure, you know, we bought it and it was a 36-year-old, now it's probably 38-year-old, 39-year-old business. Yeah. Um, but we were local business owners. And w- they, so they are things that I worked really hard on. 
but um, like anything, you, you grow your business by building your team. I have a, a really great team that support me a lot in, in helping, you know, helping the members. Yeah. And I, I just love it. Like, you know, like I said before, I really feel this is what I was meant to do um, living here all those years ago. Yeah, absolutely. So an, an average day for you, so th- there'd be meetings every day. Uh, chapter meetings most days of the week, or there would be every day of the week, wouldn't there? There is one every day of the week yeah. at a different time, yeah. different location. Um, I I try to do maybe around three, maximum four meetings a week, and then there are other activities that we we focus on as well, um, yeah. which are are events focused. But um, do I have a typical day? I can't say that I have a typical day. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I'd like to say I have a, I do spend a lot of time with with my clients yep. and um, yeah, making sure I can add value or just finding out what they need from a business point of view. And sometimes, you know, as we've just dis- discussed, the um, the intangibles. Yes. Um, to be able to help with the intangibles as well is a lot of fun. I think it, I think it's a that's a that's a good point. I think I guess from from a I guess from a member looking at the the franchisees and saying well, what are my expectations, and I guess. From personally, pro- probably not a heap, to be honest. Like you, you're already providing the service, you're providing the platform. There's a lot there, but you know, and we we see you as a chapter. Uh, well, I'm not going to say frequently, but yeah, but but semi regularly, yes. less than what we used to. Yes, right. Which uh, which you know is 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 nice. It's always sometimes it's nice to have um, you know, mum looking over your shoulder, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> it's nice to be sort of given. I get called no, mum often. No curfew <laughs> from a couple of the members. <laughs> sometimes it's nice to have no curfew and just be allowed to do what you want. But I think that from my perspective, I think your job is you, you you're just there. Like it's, I think that to to be in front of people, to to network, to to meet the people, make people feel welcome, to let them understand and to, to let them know the intangibles. I think that's your role. Mm, I think I that yeah. I think the chapters look, they're gonna they're gonna monitor everything. I think that you're you get out there and just talk to the people. I think that, that's right. That, what, just, what, what just a day! To people. What a day! Like that's I think right. that would be. You know, if someone said to me, "You've you've got to have." Six meetings today with people. I'd be like, yeah, I'm into that. Just talk, talk with them to and make people. sure they're all right. Like make sure they're okay. Yeah. Make sure their business is doing well. Yeah. And um, working out who else can we help as well. Because if we've had success, you know, if, if if members are having success in business, then that means that other people deserve that same success and they can have that same success. Absolutely. Know? So making sure that we are also delivering back to the community and delivering back to the communities obviously through our uh, the charities that we support in our region yeah but also um, making sure that we're actually helping other businesses as well and this is even irrespective of whether they decide to become a member or not because they're still part of our network and mm. our members still have those contacts as well so I think making sure that we can really solidify as we we're talking before, the Gold Coast as a really solid business community now, and that's that's certainly what I'm seeing. Yeah, and I think that's really exciting for the Gold Coast. Yeah, absolutely. I th- it's and the benefit I think that you've got is is the experience all the way up the chain. So, like you've visited in Sydney, started a business there. You've come to the Gold Coast, started a business there, and then you've done it both with B and I. So, I think that being able to, you know, we we talk a lot about it in the agency is that eating your own dog food, right? And I think that. I think sometimes we forget about ourselves and, and you've got to go, well, the, I've got the experience. I've done this before. It does work. And I think that's really powerful. That's better than just saying, well, look, go and talk to this guy. I've done it personally. Well, and I think in business, you know, you're always constantly trying something. You know, you think, well, I'll try this today and this might work or I'll try that another day or maybe we'll try this. And, and they're all great. But I think there's also got to be a constant and I think finding the constant that you just plug into every week and um, it just keeps things consistent because you don't want those spikes. You know, we know in business one of the challenges for us is the spike in busyness and non-busyness or things are quiet and not so – or be super busy one week and not so busy yeah. another week. You know, that's a constant challenge is keeping things a little, little bit more consistent yeah. for our own sanity as well. Yeah, of course. So I think delivering on consistency and a little bit more business stability, I think, is um, I think is where we can add a lot of value. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so 
let's park B&I. <laughs> right. Let, let's park the, the franchisee and the owner <laughs> of the Gold Coast region. <laughs> and let's talk to Alona, the, the <laughs> human being. Right? Not, you know, I don't do vulnerable too not, well. Not the lawyer, <laughs> not the franchisee. No, but like, you, you must you must have a life away from all of this. Surely. I know it sounds like you don't. But I you do know, you've now. Got s- I do y- now. You've got to have some hobbies. You know, you've got a I beautiful family. Yeah, uh, and do. so what, 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 what's time away from it, from work look like for you? Well, fitness and exercise has always been from since I can remember. I think yeah. my, my mum and dad bought me my first gym membership when I was about 20. And I, I think I've had a gym membership ever since. So yeah. fitness and keeping fit and being in the gym has, has been my thing. That's always been my thing. Bit of a gym junkie. And um, I've done triathlons because of my, my husband. See that theme? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's quite into high triathlons. That's, that's his thing, his, isn't it? That's his thing. Yeah. Right? So it's very contagious. So you go, okay, well, I'll do a triathlon too and <laughs> throw <So> through. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. But, but I... I'd is the shoe going to come on the other foot, right? <laughs> so you you've not just done fitness, but you you've performed like you've gone to some levels, right? <laughs> you've done some stuff, Alona. <laughs> I know you've been well, a bit sheepish here. You've well, done some stuff. I think when you when you get older, if if you're getting older like me, <laughs> especially for females, it's um bone bone density is really important. Maintaining bone density. Yeah. And not wanting to feel like you're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eternal youth thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but what happened is uh, uh, probably about eight years ago now, I, I saw a friend I- back in Sydney who had uh, competed in, you know, people describe it differently. I want to call it bodybuilding. Uh, th- the easiest way for me to describe it is body sculpting. I don't see it as bodybuilding. That's quite different. Yeah. And... Um, Anyway, she competed and I, I looked at it and I thought, hold on, I'm sure I dated a guy years ago from the gym and he told me I'd be good at that. Maybe I could do that. <laughs> was a very goal, I'm very goal-focused. Yep. I like to, you know, whether it's con- uh, train for a marathon or a half marathon or a triathlon or whatever it is, different activities, um, I like to have a goal. I think it helps if you're training towards something. I, I think there has you have to set goals. I'm yeah. trying to teach my 17-year-old son that now. Yeah, train towards something. You can't just float through life. You, yeah. you need to have something to achieve because then if you don't achieve it, you test and measure, right? Yes. But I think if there's no goal, well then you can't be measured. Yeah. So anyway, she looked amazing, <laughs> half my age. But I thought, I'm sure I can do that too. Why not? <laughs> So I had a I had a coffee. These coffee conversations turn into amazing things for me. I had a coffee with a lady who I'd met probably in my first couple of months on the Gold Coast, and I, I happened to have this discussion with her. I don't know. We always you know you always talk stuff over coffee with people, and um, she said, "Oh, well, if you want to do it, I know a coach who does it." I said, "Oh, do you give me an introduction." You keep finding <laughs> these people that know people, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, the universe it's provides. The universe. Yes, the universe does. Provide. You ask the universe for it. <laughs> things just be careful what you say or what you what you have conversations with yeah, people absolutely. over coffee. <laughs> I'm he- I'm feeling that. <laughs> and uh, so I I met this coach, and she said, "Well, this is what you have to do." And um, I said, "Okay, sign me up." <laughs> so look, I look, I did it in my in my first year. That was seven years ago. I, I did okay. Yeah. I really struggled with, interestingly, you'd be very surprised to hear this, I really struggled with the accountability side. Right. So it's a massive area of accountability, right? Your diet is huge. Yeah. How often you train is huge. Everything. And um, it, you, it, so yes, of course, a coach keeps you accountable when you do your check-ins weekly or fortnightly, whatever it is. But, Outside of that, you have to keep yourself accountable. Yeah, frightening. Right? And so I, I really struggled that first year. Yes, I got up on stage and, you know, I did okay. Um, but my mindset, it was a big challenge for my mindset. And um, <laughs> I remember driving home <laughs> with my daughter in the car saying, oh, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> You know, it's always when you wake up the next day, you go, "Oh, that wasn't so bad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 why people continue to drink alcohol, <laughs> alone, right? They forget the hangover, right? Very yeah, quickly, forget the hangover. Yeah. That was all right. <laughs> I'm never drinking again. And then two days later, oh, another beer. Yeah. 
so I um I think I did a triathlon the year after that and I I just still had this itch to do maybe I just wanted to better myself and go you know what I I probably didn't give it my best all right why don't I just try again see what I can do and I chose a slightly higher division to compete in with the same coach and I said to her if I'm good, will you take me on again? <laughs> if, I do, if, hope. if I do what I'm told, yeah. <laughs> will you take me on again? And she said yes. And so the second time around, um, had accountability down pat. And obviously I was c- competing in a higher division then, so I had to really yeah. get stuff sorted. And I really thrived on the accountability. And I, I thrived in obviously massive time management so because you've got to fit in everything in right you've got to fit your training in you've got to fit your business in kids family all of that and um yeah so i I did much better (laughs) second time round, and um and then i decided to back up the following year in another higher division she said to me i've never seen anyone Compete in all three divisions, right? Usually they just do one and they might do a couple of competitions in the same division, but never seen anyone decide that they want to move up a division. I thought, well, why not? Crazy. (laughs) He never told me I couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it would have stopped you if you did anyway. (laughs) So it was a lot of fun and um, um, a lot of fun and I've learnt a lot about myself Mm. uh, through that and... Yeah, I've just learned obviously that, um, you know, we joke a lot about working hard and, and business, but I've learned that looking after yourself is is really the priority without our health. Mm. Um, is f- things can be very hard. So um, I, I don't think I'll ever, you know, I probably, I probably won't compete again. Yeah. I'll do other things, um, but I think huge focus for me would just be making sure that um, I'm staying healthy. Um, there you go. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> it, but it's, it's incredible. And it, it's, I guess, you know, you're tenacious. There's no doubt, right? But you must also be extremely patient. You work with your husband. Right? <laughs> you work with your spouse. But, and you've just celebrated 22 years of marriage, which is amazing. You've made it all yeah. this way, right? And you work with him. Yes. Right, which is probably the equivalent of forty-four years <laughs> of marriage. So, yeah, how do you find how do you find that balance? How do you how do you switch on? How do you change that hat? Because <laughs> I couldn't work with my wife. So, anyone that I get in here that works with their spouse, I'm like, give me the give me the keys to the kingdom. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been working together for ten years. So we've been on the Gold yeah. Coast ten years yeah, now. Wow. So yeah. good good time to do this as a bit of a celebration of 10 years on the Gold Coast. So we've been working together for 10 years. So I guess the way we split it at the moment is he tends to look after the window furnishings business and I tend to look after B&I. So we we morph in some sense into into the other businesses. So I will look after some most of the back end of the window furnishings. So take the calls, uh, you know, booking his <laughs> his installs and go, darling, this is where you're going <laughs> yeah, today. <laughs> see you later. Don't come back to you finish. <laughs> and and then he'll help me on the other softer sides of, of B&I. Yeah. You know, you saw him at awards yeah, and, and things like that. He's right in his element there. So we we are focused on each of the businesses um, and then we help each other a little bit around the peripherals. But I don't think you can have two bosses in the one business, right? And I think you've just got to really focus on your strengths, like anything. Um, Yeah, have there been challenging moments and do we disagree? Absolutely. Um, And eventually he realises I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) But no, look, we, um, we, of course we disagree. And (laughs) and that's okay. Yeah. Um, Because it would... It'd be pretty boring <laughs> if we agreed on everything, right? Yeah, I agree. I, I hundred percent agree with that. And it's it's actually good to see someone else's perspective on things. You know, all jokes aside, yeah. Because you cannot, you can't. No one thinks like you think, and no one thinks like you think, Matt. Right? Yeah. Well, I I can't think you can assume that 
every idea no. you have is the right idea. No. I, that's my dad right. was like that. Yeah. My dad was big on the <laughs> it's my way or the highway and it it was a long highway. And you know, I'll just I'll just some I often I'll say you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And um and I think that's it's good to make sure we have the conversations without it, you know, getting getting too crazy. Well, I think you, you I think you I guess you have to ask permission well you have to ask permission when you work with your spouse that there's going to be times like that that it can't be it's not because business is difficult and a business relationship is completely different to a husband and wife relationship and sometimes because i think as a husband and wife and a parent you are generally on the same page yes right especially with parenting you have to be on the same page right if if you've got differing parenting values it's it that's going to be that that ends in divorce i think right but if you're on the same page then you you're going to be okay most of the time, yes. But I think in business, you need to you need to have that oil and water a bit. You mm. need to have a different perspective. It's important. Well, he's he's much better at me than disconnecting as well. So he can disconnect. Um, you know, so an argument is just an argument. But that's you know, a, for females, you know, that's, that's a, male a su- thing. but that's a superpower. Yeah, it's a superpower, and and it is a male thing. Yeah, it is. I and think you know, females are a little bit more emotionally attached. Yeah, uh, yeah. to things. Um, but he can disconnect a lot better, which I think is really important. He can also laugh things off. And yeah. um, for me, I, I will tend to analyse and overanalyse and I need to process things and I need to I need to work through things overnight and then go, okay, yep, th- this is how things can work yeah. and how can I make this work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, different different strengths, different skills. Yeah. And most of the time they complement each other. Happy days. <laughs> All right, I can s- I can see this is you know this is as uncomfortable as ever seen Alona <laughs> Tarumi. Trust me, guys, you, I'm enjoying this. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish we're gonna finish on four just very quick questions. Okay. Right? Okay. So we do this to everyone. Okay. Okay. Very simple. So one movie forever. What is it? Gone with the Wind. Ooh, there we go. Romantic. Mm. I like it. I am a romantic. It's one of my mum's favorite movies as well. She loves it. I watched it once. Well, there's there's a great scene. Obviously, the scene at the end from mm. Scarlett O'Hara, and I, I'm a big Scarlett fan. You know, the r- the whole red, the yeah, uh, very driven lady in in the in the in those times. Yeah, and um, boss lady, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the scene at the end, if you ever get a chance to watch the movie, and uh, you know, Rhett says to her, "Well, um, you know, my dear, what will you do?" And she says, oh, "I don't know." And then she basically says. But tomorrow is another day. Yeah. And I just, I, it always sticks with me because no matter what's happening today, tomorrow is always a new day. Yeah. And tomorrow can be a day of whatever we want to create. Mm. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. We get to start fresh. That's right. Okay, one band or music forever? Oh, band or music. Oh, well, not so much a band, but music forever. <laughs> This is really going to shock you. No, this, this is, is when you're really finding <laughs> out about me. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a really closet. I'm a doof doof girl. Really? I'm a doof doof. <laughs> well, it's the gym. <laughs> it's the it's gym. Rick, it's the gym. It's the gym. So my headphones and my Spotify. It's how you relax to doof doof, right? <laughs> it's all dance music. <laughs> so when we see you walking down the street, you know, you're not. You'd you're never not, pick it, would you're you? You're not listening to an <laughs> Ivan Meisner podcast. <laughs> It's it's just helps me zone out and you know it takes me back in my my single days yeah, when well, we used back to, to party. Biblos, back to Biblos. That's it. Know? When we used to party and um, you know it just stuck right. Yeah. But it does help. It helps you train. Yeah, <laughs> very no, it's hard. Perfect. You, I, I agree. I agree. I've got I've got a couple. Not doof doof though. I'm not a doof doof. Oh, mine's all doof doof. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, one food forever. Chocolate. Oh, you got me! <laughs> you got me. How good's chocolate? Chocolate for dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the five food groups in one here. It is my vice. Like, oh chocolate is my vice. One hundred percent mine as well, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah, you don't get to this to be looking like me if you don't like chocolate. Um, okay, all right. One destination. Where would you go? Destination. I think I'm living in my dream destination. Actually, uh, destination that I've I've always. I used to have a little photo on my fridge a while ago and it was a picture of um, the um, the Himalayas and yeah. Nepal. So yeah, that's sort of, that would be a destination which is still on my bucket list. Would, yeah, would so I, I'm a huge fan of, of the Himalayas oh. and Nepal, like a huge fan. 
I'm a closet adventure sport guy. There you go. I'm not going to do any of them, <laughs> but I like I like to read about them and watch them, right? And like mountain climbing is one of them. Well, you know, right? th- these teams they they need helpers, right? Yeah, they need admin. <laughs> they need admin. <laughs> <laughs> they need someone at base camp in the tent. They need people on the on the yeah. side to give them their water yeah. and their yeah. food. They and they need people in the tent <laughs> on the end of the radio do. going. Are you cold? Yeah. You okay. See? Sorry. It's good down here at camp. It's okay. <laughs> But like I'm obsessed with like Mount Everest oh. and, and that kind of stuff. So I've read a heap of books, uh, all the books about all the disasters off of Mount Everest. But I would love to do base camp. So I'd love to trek to base camp. But I'll never do it. But I would love to do that. That would be on my bucket list. Well, for sure. Talking about Frederick Marcoux, he has been to base camp. So if really? you want to reach out to him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's I've had a mate that's done it. I think it would just be so powerful. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So the Himalayas, that's a cool one. Yes. But you know what? Most people say Australia. Most people say they'd love to just get in a van and go around Australia. Yeah, that yeah. we we do need to do that as well. And I think we've been. I think COVID. That's another thing that the pandemic did. It made us sort of look at what we have. That's right. A little bit more, and it's incredible. Like I would say that eighty percent of people that I talk to want to stay here in Australia. Absolutely. I don't. I want to get out. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I do want to yeah. see the world, and yeah. I want my children to see the world. But yeah. like I said, I, I really think we are we are living. The dream location. 100%. We have, we have the business lifestyle capital of the world. Yeah. Why would we want to leave? Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, Alona, it's been, a, it's been great getting, <laughs> getting to know you a little bit more. <laughs> there peeling, you go. Peeling back some of the layers of the onion, <laughs> so to speak. you didn't know. <laughs> There's a few things. So now when I get up and say, what would you learn this week? I can tell someone what I learned this week. <laughs> Mate, it's go. been so much fun. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I hope it's not the last time. Oh, not a problem. I think we've only just started to scratch the surface. <laughs> it's been fun. We Thank just, you. We just start, I got you just a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> All good. All good. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Okay. And keep on listening for the next episode of Peek Inside the Panic Room, releases weekly. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peek Inside the Panic Room. If you want to hear more of the chaos, make sure you follow us to stay up to date. Don't forget to give us a five-star review and check out our socials at Straight Up Digital.